When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look at the lamb child in a sweater. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Candy the Flannel Girl. And I'm Shauna the Dad. <laughs> and this is The House That Screams. Tonight we are talking about the 2021 film Lamb. We have Crystal. And we have Dave German. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> and this film was Crystal's pick. So. Yeah. Crystal's going to start us off on this Icelandic A24 film. It's shaking bacon I helped. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we watched the trailer for this probably not too long after it came out. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we got to see that. Yeah. And we waited a little bit and then Dave saw it on Voodoo and bought it. <laughs> but then by the time we watched it, it was already free on Hulu. So we got a good kick out of that. But then we watched One of us it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we watched it, the second it ended, I looked at Dave and I was like, oh, we got we to gotta tell the podcast. We, everybody needs to see this movie. Um, like it was weird and wonderful and beautifully shot. And the landscapes are just amazing. There's not a whole lot of Icelandic horror. And that's what we got. Um, I did not realize that this was an A24 production until we 
rewatched it last week. Um, and I was like, oh, this is A24. No wonder it's good. And it's beautiful because the saturation and the colors of everything also reminded me of Pearl. And yeah. I was like, you know, it's good. But I also like how this film is split up into chapters. And you learn a little something more each chapter that's not revealed until the end of that chapter. So it, it's kind of a weirdish, slowish burn, but you get payoff multiple times through the movie. Um, and then it kind of reminded me of growing up, just kind of being isolated and out in country. Our, our landscaping didn't look that good, but um, kind of reminded me of home. And then, you know, the undertones of the message and the want for children from the mother figure in this she so wants to raise a child wants to give that love that you know this film spoke to me um with with those tones um but uh, i i just think it, it's a beautiful film it's weirdly wonderful wonderfully weird yes yeah yeah yeah, I love anything that's that's different. Yeah, as soon as we saw the trailer, I knew this was for me. Although the trailer made it look like more of a straight-up horror film. Uh, I think the trailer, um, I don't know if they did that on purpose to try to get more asses in seats, but uh, not not that I minded the film the way it was, but it really was. I, does it even qualify as a horror film? Yeah. I, I think, think so. it does. I think, like, I, I think, like, a video store clerk, like, where would we show this? We yeah. would show this in the horror section. You know, yeah. I still, I, I spent so much time in, in video stores that that's where it would be if video stores existed. Yeah. The yeah. uh, IMD, IMDb lists this as drama, fantasy, and horror. Yeah, fantasy. Which it fulfills. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the uh, the trailer for this. I don't remember what it was I was watching, but it was before the film came out and I remember the second the trailer ended, I was just captivated for That's the whole trailer. Yeah. And I remember the second the trailer ended, I was like, I need to see this. And after that, it slipped under the radar for me and hadn't really thought about it. But then like it would get brought up. I know my daughter, uh, Isis, she, she watches a lot of a 24 films and it would get brought up and I'd be like, Oh fuck. I remember now I need, you know, I got to find that. I got to see it. But then it would slip my mind again. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just there's something about and, and you know, I know it's Icelandic, but I, I will lump it in with the Scandinavian um, genre. But there's something about Scandinavian horror. Uh, Let the right one in. Uh, yes. Troll Hunter. Uh, rare Exports, if you guys have ever seen that. I, I have um, seen that. That was weird. That was weird, uh, but there's there's something about Scandinavian horror that I love, and I think a lot of it. A the landscape's just absolutely gorgeous, mm -hmm. but it's it's the the cinematography behind it, the way that they're shot, um, and then Crystal, like you said, on top of the fact that it's an A twenty four film, and A twenty four has has never let me down. Yeah. Um, whether it's horror or not, um, they right. they've just they've they've thrown together some fantastic movies. Um, but you know, there's, there's some interesting things I learned about, um, 
the people behind this film, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. I feel like I remember seeing the trailer for this. You know how like when Joe Bob is on and like in between the movies, he'll show there'll be trailers either for stuff that's coming to shutter or stuff that's coming to theaters. And I feel like that's where we saw it because we were both like, wow, that looks fucking wild. We should watch that. But again, flew under the radar. And I think that's a common theme with this film um, is that it flew under the radar for a lot of people. And, you know, I was kind of excited to see it on the schedule because, you know, like to put the schedule together and be like, I'm finally going to watch that movie. Yeah. I kept forgetting about like, I'd I'd be like, wow, I got to see that. And then gone but um it i don't know there's this icelandic music group like i i believe it's sigaros sigaros um and their videos you see a lot of like these rushing streams and you know beautiful landscapes and stuff and they have some really kind of they're kind of like the radio head of iceland like they're they're really it's something that I can I can dig, but they put me in a mood. They put me, they transport me. But anyway, I think um, this film, there, you know, there are a couple themes that stand out for me. One's motherhood, um, being a mom. Um, another is, you know, this there is a very small cast. There's there's not a lot of people in it, and it's very subtle. And what I like is I like slow burns. I like subtlety. I don't need everything to be explained to me. I like to think about things. So this Mm -hmm. is like right up my alley. But it, I can see how like your average viewer, the people that go see Halloween Kills or whatever, they're they're not going to be into this kind of movie. If that's their kind of movie, there it's not enough excitement, constant, you know everything's explained to you just action 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 jump scares it's not that and um you know i i do feel like you know there's there's these themes there's motherhood there's grief um Mm -hmm. we see and and everything is very much implied um you see this couple they have this farm they have these sheep um you know and you see that their marriage is very almost like transactional like, okay, I got this done. Here's this. Well, we got to go, you know, uh, is it calving a, a, a sheep? Uh, what's it called? It's like helping the birthing, the animal birthing hu- husbandry. Yeah. Uh, you know, helping the sheep being born. And you know that that's also transaction. Like, you know, it doesn't, you don't feel any passion or, overwhelming love or any kind of overwhelming anything it's just sort of there yeah there's definitely and, a coldness in their relationship yeah, like a coldness but not an unpleasantness right it's just sort of like something's missing something happened but it's we don't know what it is and then when we figure it out it's not even like super pointed out it's very subtle like um Obviously, you know, um, when Ada comes along, um, you know, it, it, she takes it, you know, uh, Maria takes it as a sign. And also, you know, her husband, whose name I didn't write down. Oh, my God. 
Ingvar. Ingvar, thank you. God, why do I do this? You only have like four names you have to memorize. I know, and I remembered everybody (laughs) but Ingvar. Okay, so. But like they both sort of take it as this sign and, you know, um, and there's not even the reveal. You just think it's a a special baby sheep that they got attached to, this lamb. And, um, you know, Sean was asking me, and I'm trying to embarrass you here. He's like, well, what do they call a baby lamb? I'm like, it's a lamb. You know, the the male is a ram and the, the female is a ewe and the baby is a lamb. They're, you know, they're not all lambs, you know, it's sort of, you, you know, like each, you know, animal has their own, like, you know, like a, a baby fox is a kid, uh, right. stuff like that. So a lamb is a baby, a uh, sheep. But anyway, so when um, Maria takes this, this, this lamb and you see that there's a crib already put together. And this is before we get the reveal where she's at, like, a, you know, the little grave or anything like that, um, that you, you automatically go, they had a child and something happened to that child. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing that is that's what's between them. That is that's maybe, you know, hurt the marriage or taken something from it. There's a grief there. So the fact that this crib's already put, pulled together or put together, because we know that that's a pain in the ass. Anybody who's ever <laughs> yes, been a parent yeah. or so, dealt with any children knows that putting a crib together is like you, you might as well be doing rocket fucking science. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that's a te- that's a true test of a marriage is putting a crib together. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. Especially, especially if you get the crib from IKEA. Right. right. <laughs> like, can't the kid just sleep in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> My well, kids like to sleep in their pack and play more than like their cribs. And their cribs were just almost ornamental or right. their little bouncer or something. Or facts have come. <laughs> well, Candy, I just I just want to jump in real quick. I don't want to. I'll, I'll let you finish your your thought. But when you talk about the crib um, and we talk about their marriage and everything, you know, let's keep in mind that there is very little dialogue in this film, especially yes. in the first twenty to thirty minutes. Very little dialogue. Um, and I think that that's a testament to this film and, and how well it was done and how well it was shot and how well the actors portrayed it is that we don't need that dialogue to elicit the information that we're given. So, you know, all we needed to do was see that crib being pulled out of the garage already know, put together where, yeah. where we know they store stuff because they had the drums in there that, you know, they'd had since they were younger and, you know, so, so they pulled this, this already put together crib um, with the, the mattress in a bag, you know, and he, and he throws it down and it's just the look on his face when he puts that mattress in there. Like, you know, I think like the, the reality of everything like setting in um, and, you know, just the, the, like Candy said, the transactional relationship that they have with one another. It's like, we obviously know they're married because they sleep in the same bed, but it's like, you don't see any intimacy, no passion, no passion. It's basically like, you know, you're going to do your job. I'm going to do my job. We're going to sit down and, and you're eat gonna silently. Go out and mow. I'm going to go out and mow and right. You know, 
oh, the tractor's making a new noise again. You yeah, know, they, right. they, they sit there and they share their cup of coffee and that's it. And um, they're very isolated. So they only really have each other mainly for, you know, companionship. And, and you can tell that that companionship, there's something wrong. Some, some piece is missing. So I knew everything that I needed to know at that point when that crib was already together and it was pulled out. And it was like suddenly, bam, their marriage changes in a good way. And, and and they don't act strange about it. They don't question it. It's just sort of like, oh, and suddenly they're the great sex life. Suddenly there's passion. Suddenly there's a purpose. Suddenly there's a smile, you know, and um, that spoke a lot to me. Yeah. And then Peter comes along. Yeah, but we need, you know, we got to have that. We got to have that. You got to have something to drive the clock forward. Oh, yeah. Well, you needed an outside set of eyes because, like you said, they're so isolated. It's just them. And then the lamp and then Ada comes along. It's just the three of them sort of living in this little, you know, idyllic. uh, You you needed that outside observer to say, this is fucking weird. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Even though, even though the, the, the Ada is the cutest thing ever put on film. I know, Absolutely. right? You finally see her and she makes those little grunts and, and, and she, she never speaks, but she makes these little grunts and sighs. And the, the scene later on when she made breakfast, they go out there and she's already made breakfast. It's like, oh, so cute. Yeah. But the, the, uh, at the beginning of the film, you talk about there's no dialogue. The only, the only dialogue we get at the beginning is uh, when he just makes some offhanded comment about an article in the paper about time travel. Yeah. And then uh, they start talking about, you know, basically would you go forward in time and and he says i kind of like it right here in the present and she gets this almost hurt look on her face you can so you can tell there was some tragedy in the past she would go back and change because she says it would so if you can go forward it would be just as easy to go back and he, and he, says, well, like and he says i like it here well enough i like i like it here just fine and she gets this almost hurt look like you know like why wouldn't you, you know, go back and change but i think that's that's the difference between the two of them because when ada first comes along she's immediately captivated i think he's more sort of confused by it all i mean he sees it's good for her but i don't think uh ingvar is on board immediately right i, I get, feel like he's doing it for her happiness. for her but he's a little bit like holy shit this is weird and then of course he winds up falling in love with her and even the brother when he comes along i mean he takes the kid out to a field and is going to shoot her in the head and then the next scene is them cuddling on the in the armchair together. Even he fell for her charms, yeah. you know. I got to tell uh, you, throughout this film, that was my favorite scene is is seeing her curled up on Peter. Like when you go, because it's such a drastic shot. It, it's it, the way that they cut it is you go from him out there holding a rifle to, to her head, to her head, and then uh, the very next scene when. Maria gets up and she goes downstairs and you're thinking, Oh my God, like she's right. going to find, she's going to find the brother with that gun, you know, to, to aid his head. And then you see them asleep on the chair and it's just so it's like heartwarming, you know, it it's is. like, yeah. And I mean, and, and I guess I can kind of understand Ingvar's trepidation. I mean, I know that, that if one of our cats birthed a half human half cat, Candy would immediately fall in love with it. And I would kind of be like, I would kind of be like, do we need to go to the National Enquirer with this? Or, (laughs) 
Do no, I, just let me have it. College? I've been what having is, yeah. all these pregnancy dreams recently, and I don't want another child. But in my dreams, I'm like so happy to be pregnant. Yeah. Well, Candy's dreams is a whole other episode. Yeah, but like, yeah, that, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. For like a month now, I'm keep, I'm like I keep dreaming that I'm gonna have a baby. I'm pregnant and I'm happy and. And I and I know like logistically, I do not want another child. I'm just getting these kids raised. Like, no, I'm just <laughs> now having, you know, more freedom and time to myself. But now, you know, as I've been as, a parent since I was twenty-one. As a parent and as a mother, I would imagine that's probably pretty normal because you're we're going through that empty nest, the beginnings of that well, empty the girls nest are phase. Grown in their twenties and Ash is sixteen and I'm starting to experience like try learning to let go mm-hmm. and i think maybe that's coming through in my dreams it's it, motherhood is it, being a parent is so difficult so we're like excited about this part we can travel we can do things we can go out of town and and just get the fuck out and the kids are fine um you know even ash if, even if nan wasn't here because like our rule is if you're in college you can live at home so we can help you afford things and you can focus on your education but if you mm-hmm. choose not to go to college, you you gotta you gotta go. You got to go. Yeah. So she and that's the deal. So Nan is still at home. But even if she wasn't, because Isis chose not to go to college and she moved out with her boyfriend and whatever, and she's doing great. Um, and Ash doesn't want to go to college, but um, so he's gonna move out. But and, and it's just like it's such a, a hard experience for me to be like, I gotta let go. But even if like I, I mean, Nan wasn't here, if we wanted to go away for the weekend. Ash would be fine. He's 16 years old and he's a good kid. So, yeah, but there is as much as I mean, I don't even I don't know how to say this without sounding stupid, but there we are hardwired to reproduce. You know, I know mm-hmm. we're you know, we're human beings. You know, we've evolved sort of. But but that's wired into us. To, I think especially women to to want to give birth. It's, it's got to be in the genetic code to want to do it. Yeah, but then, especially once you realize what it's going to entail, you got to squeeze well, a child out your vagina. <laughs> What's interesting, though, is that um, there are a lot of people who are talking about, like, you know, I'm tired of people asking me when I'm going to have kids because I don't want to have children, and and you know, yeah, which is, right, which is those, also fine. But you know, for me, like, I before I, I I got pregnant with my daughter, I did not want kids, but once. I found out I was pregnant. It seemed like I was born to be a mother. I'm a nurturing person. That's why I have so many fucking cats. I got to have people to take <laughs> care of. I need I need things to depend on me. I love to mother. And you guys see that I try to mother everybody on the show. I'm the mom of the friend group here. You know, like it's just in me, but it's not in everybody. And I totally respect that. You know, Nan doesn't want to have any kids. My daughter, you know, I'm like, cool. I respect that. I'm not in a rush to be a grandparent anyway, but you know, um, but my mom really did push me. And I think that's why I pushed back. She was like, well, you need to have a kid. And I'm like, but then once I did, it was like, Oh, this is my purpose. And I feel, I feel betrayed because I'm like such a strong feminist. It's like, but that's not what I'm here for. But then I, it turns out, yeah, I am. I was born to be a mother. Me personally. Yeah, you know, not and that's what you, and that's what you see in Maria in this is that that the pain of losing a child because even though we haven't seen the grave yet, you like you said with the crib and the chat about time travel, you know 
I mean, you you know they've lost a child. It's the only thing it could be. And so, and when I love the, that um, it doesn't just draw it out for you. It doesn't draw you a map. It it lets you just naturally figure naturally, this out. Yeah. All, you have, all you have to do is pay attention. Right. right. I like to call this smart core yeah. prayer. <laughs> yeah. You've got, to, you've got to be aware. You got to yeah. think about it. And I like I like things that make me think. But but yeah. Maria, so, so at first you're happy for her. She's got this, but this you know child that she lost she's got sort of but then it's kind of weird that they name it the same name as the child they lost and i looked it up i think ada means among i have it down here among other things it means first daughter yes and this is not their first daughter right so they're like they're replaced or she is she's replacing the child she lost and i think maria almost becomes the villain in this because when you see the the mother uh lamb the mother sheep the outside, you, yeah. the wind, outside the window it, it, it makes you realize holy shit they did take this child away from another creature right and, and then that she, creates this interesting conflict because yeah. she wants to be the mother and the mother's getting on her nerves so the what mother's like Man, my kid so that, that raises also the questions you know what are we allowed to take from nature is nature here just to serve our needs or do we need to respect its needs too again it's so this movie raises a lot of interesting thoughts yeah, uh, I because the, the, the way they live, they're they're out in the they're not in the city. They're out basically at the whims of nature. You know, they're farmers, so they if the weather's bad, you know, it affects them. That they're and they take this they take this from the mother from the actual mother, and she winds, she winds up killing her, which is actually really she at that point. I think she becomes the villain. Yeah, yeah. villainess. She does, and this and, and it does it does touch on themes of of nature and nature's wrath. Um, you know, taking, taking from nature and, and na- nature reclaiming. Um, Even the tagline of the film is "Mother Nature," which I think Mother is, nature. Was, was pretty cle- was pretty yes. clever. Right? Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Maybe this is what the happening predicted. The happening the one with <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Oh the no! The but happening. What, what, I guess what, what kind of do I understand? Sort of. Um, her jealousy and and wanting to kill the you the the birth mother of of ada um it, it's like she's like that's my that's my yeah. child now. yeah i'm its mother now but as, but as a mother who lost a child for her to go in cold blood and murder another mother right. yeah absolutely she's so desperate to fill her need well, yeah, because I mean, she knows what it feels like to lose a child, and she knows what it feels like to long for that child, and yet she goes out there and she doesn't hesitate to kill this mother. Yeah. Another mother. But I think what triggered her, if we remember, um, is that Maria did not freak out until they were down by that stream, and they couldn't find Ada. Yeah. And then from that moment on, when the mother, when the you was steady calling to Ada, that just set Maria off. Maria was like, no, you're not. So in a way, yeah, Maria's the villain. But in another way, does Maria think that the you is trying to lure Ada to the stream to get rid of? So in one hand, is it? Maria's malicious and the villain, or is it she's truly trying to protect the child? Well, and I think that becomes like a gray area of ambiguity 
and and that's another like beautiful stroke in this film right you know without the heavy dialogue without things being pointed out to us there's a lot open to interpretation a lot of gray area and in gray area one of the beautiful things about that in a film is like it really is open to i always say you know you get out of something what you bring to it mm-hmm. so your experiences with children your experiences with longing with loss with you know not wanting to give up being willing to die or to kill for something right you know it it, it brings up a lot of like strange moral things and you know um the fact that she's that she decides to deal with it because it's, it's bothering her like this is my child Ada is mine but you know but giving it her dead child's name you know it just starts to get a little bit weirder and weirder and and, and i mean obviously it's a it's, it's a strange concept but it's like it's weirder because it's like she seems at cross purposes a lot yeah yeah um i i mean i don't understand why you would name it name this lamb the same as your child yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that with a second you had a second human daughter you wouldn't name it the same name as the one you but lost, it has you? happened it has that's happened a little, that's a little yeah, yeah. It's grief. I mean, it's, you're saddling that kid with something for, they don't need it was something that was common for humans for society back in like the 1800s you lost a child Either you lost child birth, you lost a child that was under one, whatever. It was common for the next one. If it was the same sex, guess what? We're naming you this, and we're hoping you live. Let's go. Had like eighteen kids back then. They ran out of names. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or even for the same, you, you know, for a differing gender, just to make it work. You know, it just it's a, it, it's a replacement. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you come to love it on its own merits. And I think that that is what happens here. Ada is named for her dead child, but Ada becomes her own thing. Right. Yeah. And she loves as, Ada as as Ada is. Yeah. And I think that this, this film has a lot of subtleties, a lot of things that you have to pay attention to. I think one of the main ones that stuck out for me is, you know, when she killed the you, um, and then she comes back, she only has the shovel. And I remember the first time that we watched it, I was like, Hey David, where's the gun? And he was like, what? I was like, where's the gun? Like she didn't bring the gun back. I'm sorry. I would probably leave a shovel. I'm taking the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Right. leave the shovel take the cannoli (laughs) always we talked about this but you always take the cannoli that's right and you know it was that good cannoli too that real good real cannoli Mm -hmm. because i can't deal with it like like that like uh stuff you get at the grocery store cannoli like i want the real motherfucking thing yeah but i grew up eating like real italian food so we have a lot of great cannoli we have a lot of great authentic Italian restaurants around us. So mm, I love yum. good cannoli. My adopted um, family is Italian. So I, I got to eat a lot <laughs> of really good food. My, my dad was a, a cook uh, in an Italian restaurant. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was a, he ran the kitchen in an Italian restaurant. That was his last restaurant job. So he was a, a, 
a Jewish man running an Italian kitchen. <laughs> but he, he not could, really that uncommon, he, actually. He could he could cook uh, some Italian food. Oof, Dad could cook. Damn. Mm. But that stuff will just it's, it's what we call stick to your ribs food. Mm. Yeah. Make, yes. make a meat, make a meat salad over all here. That delicious shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that got me about this movie is the wardrobe. Um, it's simple, but then you have Ingvar over here looking like Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, yeah. and all these sweaters that he wears. Can go. It's colder. Yeah. yeah it's so fucking cold. I mean, I, I've been blessed enough to go to Reykjavik um and and, and tour around a little I'm bit. Jealous. I thought it was gorgeous. It, yeah, it was. Um e- even though it was their summer, it was fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> um but that common misconception where people mix up Greenland and Iceland is like, you want to be really cold, go to fucking Greenland. Great. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um but it, it was beautiful. Um, but I can I can see how, you know, we really only have four characters in this movie. And then you get two more once Peter is kind of dropped off. And you realize very quickly, Peter's not the best person. No. I, yeah. I, love, his in, I love his introduction. We're watching yeah, this for the first introduction. time. <laughs> and uh, I thought, okay, suddenly this became a Quentin Tarantino film. Right. This guy just no explanation, just <laughs> yanked out of a trunk and tossed. And I love the way that the, the three people he's with just have such obvious disdain for him. Yeah. They just toss him out. and what his phone. And yeah, just, it, it's like, so funny. Because and it's never mentioned again, which I love. Yeah. It's so funny to me because the woman that is closest to the camera and I think was the driver. She gets out and she pulls out a cell phone and she's kind of looking at it. And you're like, oh, maybe she's going to call somebody or whatever. And then all of a sudden she just takes it and chunks it. She said, hey, <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's establishing a character in just the, 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 it's like a haiku, the least number of words, the least amount of, uh, there's no dialogue. It's just all, and it's like three minutes of acting and you get everything you need to know about Peter. He's yeah. just, not a great guy. You do. Everybody knocked their roles out of the He's point. not a great guy. Yeah. But can I and can I just can I just say though, when they're all sitting in the living room and they put that VHS tape in and that <laughs> that banging eighties Icelandic oh God, track. It's like the worst shit I've ever fucking heard. That style of video is just like looking and looking. Yeah, yeah very, very like big. artsy videos. And he's doing like the things with the hands. Thompson twins, or you know, <laughs> yeah. pet shop boys, maybe. Yeah, kind yeah. of a bit of an aha, and you know, yeah, a little bit yeah. of yeah, a little bit of that shit. Yeah, expected the lady that does all of the swinging around dancing. Yeah, that was, that was they nailed they nailed that they nailed the feel of like yeah, the late eighties MTV. Yeah, but okay. So let me ask you this, because because this was was something that Candy and I kind of um, tossed around a little bit. Um, so in the couple of scenes where you see Peter like trying to get fresh with Maria, Ugh. I got the I got the impression that maybe there was something there, like maybe yeah. maybe there was a pre like an affair, or maybe they were together before. Um, I got more like maybe they were together before before yeah, her and exactly. Ingvar, but then I, I I could also you know I could have seen it as you know maybe after the daughter died, maybe she went to him for comfort and 
you know, something happened. I don't know, but it was, it was very like, it was, it was very telling because she, it, it wasn't as strange to her as I thought it should have been. Yeah. She's you like, know? Oh, yeah, but, don't ruin it. Don't ruin the night. She's, you know, right. she's like, but I will say it's, and it's because he brings up like, yeah, the night I showed up, I know that you killed, um, Otta's mother. Right. Well, yeah, because yeah, he, he, he was in the bar. He yeah, was he was the there. Yeah. Um, and so I think maybe he thinks he's going to try to hold that over her head. You know, at least that's the way that I took it. Like he knows her secret, and so then that's so then that's when she starts to like lead him on, like she's actually gonna like mess around with him, and then she locks him in that room. Yeah. Yeah, but they're playing the piano think, really loud. Yeah, but wouldn't you think if Peter's so invested in the sheep? that he would have noticed that one's gone. I mean, because as livestock owners, that she, that is your income. Well, and it's, you know. and, and she's tagged. Yeah. Correct. Cause they're talking so, about early on, like the numbers and so-and-so, you know, they're, they're talking about their tag numbers. And uh, so I, I think maybe, Ingvar chose to overlook it. Like I Yeah, just like right. Turn a blind eye because he like, kind of this is making my wife knew. happy. Because he saw her yelling at he saw her yelling at the you get yeah. out. Her but, I think he put it together, I think. I also got the impression that after Ada was born, like you didn't see them it didn't show them do a lot of the work that they had previously. It, almost as if like their focus was more on Ada than doing the, you know, the chores with the livestock and, and all that. Cause you saw him go, go through and feed them a lot. And you saw all these scenes where they were tagging them and birthing and all that stuff. And then you didn't really see a whole lot of that anymore. And we have I, a couple I, instances of where we see this sort of mysterious figure, but not full on. Right. The, the grunting and the breathing and. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the scenes after that are them cuddling on the couch together. You're right; they they it, it it concentrates more on them with Ada than the farm work, which is which to me is is natural because as as everyone who's a parent knows, like raising a kid takes a lot of your fucking time. Like like your 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 life when you have a kid, your life becomes about that child. It doesn't revolve around you anymore. And, and also, you know, you've got this marriage that's not. It's kind of incommunicado. It's kind of dead in the water, but they they're like more companions. But he's getting his wife back. Mm -hmm. He's getting the right. wife that he loves back. He's getting the passion back, and he will do anything. He will overlook transgressions. Like he knew that that you was missing. He had to have known, and he allowed that because he got his wife back they're right. having amazing sex they're talking they're cuddling they're happy about something she's happy and that makes him happy because he clearly really loves her you know that's right. not even a question so you know like he's willing to forgive transgressions on her part because she's happy and you know happy wife happy life and you know the isolation so you know, everybody wants to be around someone who's happy because and if they love that person or they even care, just care about that person, it makes them happy. It, it gives them a focus. And that child was their focus. And perhaps for some other reason, they, they couldn't have any more children. 
And this yeah. was the answer to everything. Yeah, they never really go into that. Why they, right. right. Yeah. So I'm assuming there couldn't be any more children. Mm-hmm. Or, or it happened fairly recently. And so they're not in that place, too. Right. Yeah. So Spoiler, they ain't going to be in that place at the end either. No, she's done. <laughs> yeah. She's, so uh, let's. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. So they, she gets into the their. I would imagine their emergency cash that she has stashed, and she takes Peter to the bus and gives him the money and sends him packing. Right. Um, I I think at this point she's kind of done dealing with his deadbeat ass, um, and, and she sends him away. And his weird questions and his strange right demeanor intentions. and yeah and so we get a little further and Ingvar takes Ada and I, I believe they went back to get the tractor mm-hmm. that, they did, that it yes. died because and Peter so, left it right and so when they can't start it he's like well let's go check the the fishing nets and that's when he takes the shot to the neck right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did did anybody immediately think that maybe it was Peter? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I did. You didn't. I, so, I mean, honestly, I it didn't occur to me. It did the second the second I I realized that he had gotten shot. That was the first thing that crossed my mind because I I, I thought that they were intentionally setting it up to have Peter leave. Peter want what he yeah take what he want take, only you know. only for him to come back and and take what he wanted to have take the family yeah. right exactly that was my that was my first instinct but then when we get the reveal I was <laughs> like what super yeah super ram like what the fuck yeah I thought it was great a great reveal though yeah but, yeah you know I'd prob- I I I think I had already calculated what that was going to be. So when they finally showed it, I was like, oh, yeah. well, you, 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 they give you a couple of scenes of the things breathing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you even and see you it see that it one scene. And yeah. in like an eyeball at one point. But you know, there's you something. But I love that the movie's like, okay, you thought Ada was weird. Try this on. And it shows <laughs> right, you yeah. this big hulking. You know, yeah. Boy. And that's why I think the whole time the mother, uh, the you, was trying to lead Ada to the stream to give to him. Yeah, I think right. that's because that he, that's right, that she was going to give it back to yeah, the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, but I mean, just the powerful scene of seeing this half ram, half man take up a firearm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how he does it. You know, exactly how the mother, uh, Maria, killed yeah. the you. Now you're seeing, I, you know, this, this ram man hybrid. Around do the do the same thing to to Ingvar and it was just like holy shit like we just yeah. turned this up to 11 like yeah he's yeah. getting revenge yeah she took from him and he's taking from her and I yeah. yeah and I mean obviously this isn't the same tone but it very much felt like the end of Bambi um yeah kind of you know, and, and, and it, it was the first thing I thought of, and it's not the exact same, obviously, situation, but like, you know, his, his Bambi's mother gets shot, and then here's his father, the prince of the forest, comes along to take him, and he's kind of like, but all I've ever known is my mother. You know, so I'm thinking like, 
what is Ada's future here? You know, because uh, she's okay. experienced an almost human life. She's half human. And, you know, uh, our Ram man is much more Ram than man. I mean, obviously he can operate a gun, but he's much more, you know, into the nature of the beast in him or, or the animal in him. And mm-hmm. Ada is much more human because that's been her life. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. with her mother. Yeah. She was raised by humans. And then now she's being taken back to nature. And it makes me wonder, like, what will become of her? She's intelligent. She's she's had this other life where she was coddled and babied. And and we all know that nature is rough. And, and you know, the rules in nature are different than they are in the human world. So I was, you know, it felt like a Bambi moment in just in that that bit of it yeah and then Ada in that scene Ingvar's trying so desperately to hold on to her and she's steady looking at him and kind of whining like she knows she wants to stay but it's also in that last shot that she she looks back she knows she has to go yeah there's a scene earlier when she's looking in the mirror in the barn she's looking at herself in the mirror and you can tell she's thinking you know where do I belong why why don't i look like them why am i different yeah Yeah, i think i think when her father comes and finally takes away i think she looks back but i think she's almost realizing okay this is where i belong and i belong with this thing yeah and if i can get a little personal really quickly you know um it's a nature versus nurture thing you know um it's it's very much like you know biology versus your environment and like you know i didn't grow up with my biological father i met him when i was 13 and i have i don't really feel a bond with him do we share blood yeah but that's it like i am not a product of his environment and i would hate to be in that environment you know so you could tell like you know even when ingvar is dying like you know Otta's there, like kind of clinging to him. She's saying she's comforting him. I think, yeah. She, I think she's saying goodbye at that point. Yeah, she's got her head. She's got his he- her head on his chest. And it's it's a very touching moment. I mean, I was emotional. Yeah. I mean, she's not. I don't know. We've never seen. We don't ever see her cry. But she's not crying. She's not sobbing over the but, death of her adopted father. I think. I think she's just saying goodbye, realizing that this is what has to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's such a powerful shot too when you watch her and her father, the Ram Man, walking away. He is completely stark ass naked and mm-hmm. she is and she is clothed. And it's She's like got jumper on, yeah. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got like this these opposing, you know, they're both the same, they're both hybrids, but you have one that's a part of this world and one that's a part of that world. One that's much more in touch with the animalistic side. Right, right. And the other is much more in touch with the human side. And I and right. that's a that's a sequel I wanna see. I wanna see what, what happens, happens what happens next, you know. Is there a but whole the power of our imagination? Oh, I know. It's so much bigger and and better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah got- a whole civilization of of. I think they, they moved to Reykjavik and get an apartment and he and then you see him like getting a job. It'd be like a like a <laughs> comedy. Right. Uh, he's, yeah. He's in school, you know, trying to fit. In. I think that's a whole like yeah, we could do like a whole uh, series on that. And yeah. 
like a comedy series. You got him. My dad, the Ram, or something <laughs> like that. But there's something about Ada that, like, I immediately fell in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was adorable. Myself. Yeah. She's an adorable little freak of nature. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like yeah. when, when Ram Man popped up. I feel up like that about my own children. He's buff. Ram Man's been hitting the gym. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. You got naked there, so it was almost like got cakes going on everywhere. Yeah, he definitely had some cakes. And I wonder, I have a question. So at the, the very opening scene when uh, he goes into the barn, we don't see him, but when by the end of the film, you realize what had happened. Did he? How did he pick the one sheep? Like the, the one? It was it was Christmas. Did he, did he, so him was drunk on you. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Did <laughs> you walk, hey, baby? Did walk in <laughs> how you doing? Was she the hottest one, or uh, he just obviously came from one. the south? Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I just wondered how he chose her. I think it didn't matter. And then she comes I don't think it mattered. Like, I think he was corny. He was, he was down to fuck, and yeah, you know, like, baby, I, I think maybe you look bad. Was just, <laughs> I think she, she, you know, who she was didn't matter, and that that makes me sad. Because she obviously cares for her child, yeah, and just just like a mother should, and 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 misses her, and and outside of her window, you know, crying for her child. Yeah, that is that is sad. Yeah, it makes me sad, but it also, you know, I'm sad for Maria. I'm sad, you know, the mothers in this. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sad for them. I'm sad for the things that they will do. The things that you do for your children, the things that you will sacrifice, the things that you will you will go to the lengths to do that you never thought you could do, that you were capable of doing, you know, it, it's very much like a, at the heart of it, the story of mothers. Yeah. I think a lot of it is also how much are we entitled to take from nature? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's a big theme, like or, or even to the point of taking their offspring to replace our own. Are we allowed to do that without any repercussions at all? Well, I think all the, all the push that, that uh, Maria needed was, you know, here is this, you know, she's birthed, um, you know, I don't, who knows how many lambs, but this one, it's like immediately when she sees that this has one arm that is, you know, has a hoof and she's got the face of a lamb, but the rest of her is just a little girl. Yeah. And I think that was all the push that she needed. That was all. Right. That was it. Yeah. Like, this well, if was you remember, it was a sign. If you remember too, when they it showed them birth one or two, and then when they went in and they they birthed when when Ada was coming out, it the head was out and the tongue was you know you almost thought oh my god it it's it's dead right you know and 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 she starts you know furiously trying to get it out and when she does and you just you don't see it but you see that look on maria's right. face and it's like okay there's something this is the one there's this something is. about this one yeah. yeah and and i think it's interesting that it makes us wait 30 to 40 minutes before we get the reveal we just yeah. see it wrapped up swaddled you know like okay this for whatever reason this particular lamb is special to them Especially, right. particularly to Maria, and you know, even when it, it, we don't even get the reveal by the time they're pulling out the crib, it's kind of like they're just gonna. This is the lamb, and they're just gonna raise the lamb to to replace, obviously, a lost or 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 you know, deceased child. And why this lamb? And then when we get that reveal, it's like, oh, 
I mean, it kind of took me aback. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but <laughs> it was like, wow. But it, it didn't stay wow for very long because much like Ingvar and Maria, I was immediately taken with Ada. Yeah. She's cute. Yes. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I appreciate this film because Ada was four lambs and ten children of various ages that they just edited together. There's very little CGI. Very yeah. little. It looks amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they did a great job. Yeah. I mean, even even the the very few brief shots we get of you know the Ram Man, like he comes out dick swinging. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, you can see I, why the you just went to town. Yeah, <laughs> why she was limping. He's obviously been living this life for quite some time, and much more animalistic, much yeah. more. Right. That what we would typically expect from a ram just with the capabilities of a man yeah but that's that's he sort of finds it more acceptable to have sex with a sheep than to seek out a female maybe just well, you know, maybe probably have to wear a paper bag if it was a female <laughs> you never know i, I, I mean think he represents my, my of- daughter had to instruct me that there are things people called monster fuckers that are really yes. into yeah so she's bad dragon she, he's bad dragon because i didn't know what bad dragon was and i found out yes. and i was like what <laughs> what are you talking about yeah you don't want to know baby why is my yeah. why is my daughter my young my young she's 20s daughter telling me about monster fuckers yes <laughs> the real thing that, the only other thing that i could think of was a furry to be mm-hmm. honest, and, and Rain Man's not that furry, but you know, maybe they mm-hmm. think he's got a head on or something. I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. got a head. He does have a head on. <laughs> I think I think of him more like an elemental. I don't even know that he's like supposed to be completely physical. I think he's represents sort of nature, the spirit of nature. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a whole tribe. No, that really he, makes he sense. Out in the woods. I don't know. Well, so, I would it, I would imagine this isn't the first time he's done it. I I no. And you can tell it's not the first time. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, picturing a whole like <laughs> cat cave full of these. You know, so Ada was conceived on Christmas Day, so all it just makes me think of is that he was sure. Krampus and he was busy putting kids in his naughty sack. We're gonna go that far, like this isn't the first time this has happened. So clearly, I mean he's fucked before and I'm sure impregnated other sheep. Um, what do you think happened to those sheep when they were born? Because you know that it's the farmers that are helping birth these things. Do you think they were killed? No, not really. Because I think that, you know, because the U was steady trying to take Ada down to that stream. Maybe there's some kind of physiological or emotional connection or some kind of connection um, where you're like, hey, I'm giving you this child. You're giving it back to me, and this is the meetup point, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good question. Yeah, what, what happens? What happened the other times? Yeah, I don't know. I would think that you know, um, obviously, there's religion, and if you know, say it's a it's a religious farmer, and those do exist in quite yeah. a large quantity. They're called Amish. Yeah, they would see something like this and think it an offense in the eyes of God and kill it. Yes. 
Yeah. So I think that that's, that that's is possibly hard. what has happened in the past. Like, but what, then they then they got to get Samuel to stop fucking the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess some interesting uh, things about this. I read an article. Uh, after we had watched it, I, I just I wanted more. I wanted more information, so I, I looked around, and uh, th- in the article, it, it was an interview with uh, the director Valdemir Johansson, and who co-wrote he, the Northman. He co-wrote the Northman. Yeah, right. that is great. That you're, is a strange, fantastic you're, film. Great though. You're stealing my thunder because I was going to go into that next. Um, oh, I'm sorry. But he had. Um, this was all based this whole movie is based off a dream that he had and the dream was just about the the ram man the half half ram half man yeah and he had he wanted to find a way to work that into a film so he built the entire story and the entire film around just that one character and he did a great job. He though. did a fantastic job. And and he even says in that interview that he represents nature and nature's wrath. And um, forgive me if I pronounce her name wrong. Numi Rapace. Is that how you pronounce her name? I think that's well, sure. Yes. I think that, um, I that's pretty Rapace. good. Yeah, and and, and I, I knew her from um, Prometheus. Prometheus. Um, but she's been in quite a bit. Yeah, she yeah she's been in quite a bit. Um, but you know she she said in there too, uh, the same parallel that Candy was talking about that about motherhood and grief, and you know especially you know when it comes to nature and nature reclaiming its own uh, things like that. The other thing I want to talk about, Candy already mentioned. Um, is that Valdemir Johansson co-wrote um, The Northman, and it was also co-written written by the other writer on this film, um, who his name I'm going to try to pronounce. Uh, Candy's familiar with this. His name is Shown. Um, S <laughs> J O N. It, yeah. that's it's kind of a funny story we we went out to eat and they asked for my name and i said sean and when we got the receipt it was spelled s-h-o-a-n and I'm like who the fuck is named sean yeah but in iceland it's a name, yeah, iceland. It's a name. It's you'd a name. fit right in you'd fit but right he, in he he wrote uh the northman and um he has also worked on a shit ton of bjork videos and i would be remiss yeah. if i didn't mention bjork who is yes. one of the most famous icelandic like the queen of iceland right right yes. i should have brought my swan dress <laughs> you guys ever seen yeah. dancer in the dark because if you're not depressed, watch that movie. You'll get clinical depression. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, the direct the director of this, uh, Valdemir Johansson, did work on Star Wars. Yeah, he was like a special effects guy. He did yeah, like a, right. Oblivion, uh, Rogue One. Yes. Um, a couple of other films too. Yeah. Yeah. So but this this, this was- is his first feature. His first directorial film yeah. and i think he fucking knocked it yeah, out of the a, park yeah it's a strong it's a yeah. strong debut yeah it's yeah. a strong this, fucking start this was the highest earning icelandic film opening weekend of of all Ever. time yeah Ever. yeah yeah i actually had that in my notes yeah i was gonna say something like that because um and i think that's important um i mean 
I mean, people in America are probably like, well, it's fucking Iceland. Who cares? You know, but like, I think that's fucking awesome. I think that's yeah. really awesome. And for A24 films, A24 has become bigger, but they're kind of known for doing artsy, um, sub, you know, subversive um, horror, you know, stuff that's that's just way off the beaten path. And, um, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that a lot of people have some comparisons to Hereditary with this in some weird ways. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Loss, um, motherhood, um, you know, some questionable things. Um, and that will come up later. Um, some uh, and people who say it better than I do, but um, yeah, I, 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 and and you know, obviously, that was an A24 film. I would say that that was a you know, a game changer for A24. Um, a hereditary was, and it paved the way yeah. for something like Lamb to happen. Absolutely. And you can tell by the cinematography style on Hereditary that this, it doesn't necessarily mimic it, but it goes right in fashion with Hereditary. Um, Atmospheric. Yes. And it it transports you to Iceland. You feel like you're there desolate in this farm, the sheep farm, um, which the place that they film this at was actually an abandoned farm it had been abandoned for more than 20 years so i mean they really went out of their way to find something that makes you feel like hey if you don't stick together what the fuck are you going to do yeah it would Um, scare me to be that isolated um that remote i we moved out of the city um we're from speedway in indianapolis you know big city crazy place but we moved to the suburbs the suburbs is as far as i can go now did i spend time in the country with my grandparents a lot do you know getting up early in the morning hanging everything on the line you know working hard in the garden and doing all that stuff i enjoyed that but i don't want to live that fucking life mm-hmm. there i mean there's not even an ulta like you had to drive like three <laughs> hours to get to an Ulta and I can't or Bath and Body Works or things. You know, I I like I like to have my cake and eat it, too. The suburbs do that for me. Good schools for the kids. It's safe. It's quiet. It's, quiet. it's not the fucking city. But Bath and Body Works is like 15 <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> yeah, my hometown. Yeah, we were at least an hour from any um, interstate. Um, probably an hour and a half to two hours from a Bath and Body Works or Sephora. Or Did you guys have like an IGA that was like a small, I mean, that's what we have in the Midwest is an IGA. And so like in my grandparents' little town, which was, you know, everything around it is farms, but they had this little town. And the one place they had to go get groceries was a tiny little IGA. And it was just like, this is it. Like, they didn't even carry like Pantene, which is as low class as I can get with my hair. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I won't even use Pantene. Shaded it, Pantene, damn. You mean, I don't, you, I know. You don't so understand. You don't understand. I yeah. am. You guys know how vain I am about my hair. Like, yeah. Pantene's not going in this fucking hair. Are you kidding me? Nope. But that's some fancy shit for them. And I'm like, well, oh God, no, no, no. Ironically enough, this next segment's brought to you by VO5. <laughs> Which my mom, mom is like washing your hair with piss. 
Yes, my mom made us use VO5. We are killing the, the We are killing all the sponsors today. <laughs> the House of King brought you We only got VO5 one, and it's Paul Bear Press. And I, yeah. and you know, I, I really, they're, they're so out there that I, I don't really think they give a fuck. No, yeah, they know what we we're do. We're too today. highbrow for them. <laughs> Yeah. And I think they're all Johnson and Johnson home. So let's fuck Suave over too. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Suave yeah. big, like, I use biotin and collagen, fucking purple shampoo, shit in my hair. And then I got to put all these products. I use like Briogeo and shit. No, that's not happening. I could never live on a farm. If it was just me and Sean on a farm, one of us would probably go and say me. Um, it turn into the shining real quick. Yeah. Unless unless I can have some llamas, I'll be I'd be good. Oh, I don't want any fucking llamas. llamas here in Georgia. Awesome. They spend, I love they llamas. I would live on a cat farm in the suburbs. That's as far as I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just a, I'm a city girl. Yeah. Um from my, there are certain things that I miss, but not too I miss the simplicity of like being, you know, my grandparents in the summer, you know, putting the clothes out on the line, picking the beans and snapping them and cleaning them for dinner, you know, getting, you know, um, all the food from the garden and, and, and bring it straight to the table and helping my grandmother can preserves. And, you know, there was a simplicity to it that I really liked, but I think you really got to be fucking committed Oh, and, yeah. and be okay with isolation and be comfortable and and have your companionship or enjoy your time alone enjoy the hard work and i mean there is something satisfying to it um you know at the end of the day uh you know you go in you know right as it's you know getting ready to get dark you know dusk is setting in and you're taking everything off the line it smells like sunshine and grass it smells so clean there was something so simple about it but that's like vacation if I want to get back to basics, something, I don't even know if I call it a vacation, but just like a, if I needed to be grounded, like get myself grounded. Or punished. But I, I can't live <laughs> that every day. I'd go yeah, well, every time, every time we go home and visit my parents, Dave talks about how good it smells and how quiet it is. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know my grandparents, it's a lot of pig shit. I mean, in Indiana... We we have in the farms it's all corn and pigs. Corn and yeah. pig shit. And we yeah. yeah, pig shit and is the worst fucking smell in the world besides yes, fresh. Come to Ohio. Yeah, we've got corn and pig. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of corn. Got with a lot us, of pigs. With us, it's chicken houses and cotton. Chicken houses, a lot of chicken houses. Down chicken there. houses stink too. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, Candy, do you have some uh, some Twitter? Yeah, I actually do. You know, um, and I, I again, I want to commend you, Crystal, because yeah. we got quite a bit of response to this. Um, let me pull this up. Accomplished. We actually even yeah. had a conversation that happened in the middle, uh, thanks to our little family member, Ren. Um, awesome. So I was like, we are covering the 2021 film Lamb. On the House of Screens for our podcast tonight, and we want your reviews, ratings, and thoughts. And it goes, Lord Zombie says, an underrated gem. I am glad to see people finally talking about it after being slept on for so long. Yeah. Um, Ren himself says, 
Minimalist but rich in substance, this movie covers such a broad spectrum of depression, isolation, crimes against nature, and a fresh start by way of a signature A24 wild ending. More drama than horror, but I adore this film. 7.5 out of 10 horny brother-in-laws. <laughs> Damn it, that's the one and I was going to pick. American Werewolf, uh, who was replying to Rin, said, I never saw that ending coming. Awesome. And Rin, I'm, I'm going to read their whole little exchange. Rin responds with, I figured something was going to happen since there were unanswered scenes prior to it, but I certainly didn't expect what we got. I'd argue it tops Hereditary's crazy ending. Wow. American wow. Werewolf says that's a bold statement, but but is in all caps, dot, dot, dot. Rin says Hereditary is the better movie, but I think that this is more out in left field than a floating headless body. And yeah. um, American Werewolf himself, like, this, and that was their conversation on his own. He said, a sublime piece of horror. I'm glad to see someone talking about it. Kudos to you, Crystal. Um, oh. Blazing Blue <laughs> Review says, absolutely a banger. It subverted all expectations that had that I had going into it. Loved it. And I'll save Ash's, my son Ash's review for when we do reviews. We have cash for wrestling. I can hear him. (laughs) (laughs) You see Brenda, this is what Brenda does. He gets wild and he just fucking passes out. He drools and he snores over there. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy, the female cat, starts usually, and then she's the one who winds up screaming. Right, yeah. Right. You can't handle the heat. Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> 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 a whole lot better yeah so so i just i just want to preface real quick before i go into this um as you know this is technically sean's shitty reviews here's the issue i ran into there there were quite a few shitty reviews for this right The the problem is there were only two common themes in them all and none of them were funny and that's what I look for. I look for the funny, shitty reviews. None of them were funny. All the shitty reviews were, it was boring and it was slow. That's all I saw. And so I didn't want to go through. Go watch Halloween ends then. Right. I didn't want to go through reading <laughs> 10, 10 consecutive reviews that just say it's slow and boring. We get it. You you have no brain power. Understand. Correct. Right. No imagination. So, so, so what I did was I just went through and I found some uniquely funny reviews. Um, quite a few of them are are four or five star reviews, um, but they're funny and I liked them. And we're here to laugh. We're here to have a good time. So, yeah. <laughs> bear with me. Um, Rotten Tomato score for this: uh, the critics gave it eighty six percent, and the audience uh, only gave it sixty one. Oh, um, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Um, our first one comes from Elvis the Alien. 
<laughs> he says, uh, not once did she question whether or not her husband fucked the sheep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a point I had not considered. Yes. It was you it was one it was one that I did, I gotta say. When as as, <laughs> as the movie as the movie progressed and I saw that you know there was this coldness in the relationship, I thought maybe just maybe. She's got your eyes. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I never even considered it. Yeah, <laughs> me it, Maybe that says something about me. I don't know. Um something wonderful. Listeners, you decide. Um, the next one is from Hannah. Um, she says, Rosemary's baby. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Clever. I thought it was clever. That's not bad. Um, A.B. Holman says, um, I wish we got a dong shot from the daddy lamb. <laughs> yeah. My guess is. I was not curious at all. Bada boom. Hung like a ram. Nah. <laughs> Uh, Jack Mayer with four stars. There are two moods watching this movie. Mood number one. Wow, this looks beautiful. Everything is understated but powerful. There are probably a lot of deep themes present that would require multiple viewings to fully comprehend. Mood number two. Look at the lamb child in a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, this one. I love this one. I couldn't leave this one out. Uh, Brian Espita. This time, the lambs silence you. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Holly Amanda with three stars. Eraser head, but for Icelandic sheep farmers. <laughs> See that? Yeah, this is way better than a racer head. Come on, man. I've never seen a racer head. A racer head something you should watch once and then never watch it again. Just to like educate yourself, but you'll hate yourself for watching it. It's, that's it's that's how I felt. If you've ever seen the movie Pie, that's how I felt about that. I watched that once yeah. and I'm like, I will never yeah, watch it. Yeah, I watched that movie once and I was like, that's okay. I'm good now. I've seen it and that's important, but that's I'm good. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Um, uh, Malik, uh, yeah, Malik, I'll just leave it there. Uh, three stars. They really be yanking little baby lambs out of the mom's lamb bussy, like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> lamb bussy. Oh, wow, <laughs> and that's that's all I got for you. There, there were some other funny ones, but yeah, those those were my top, uh, lamb bussy, lamb bussy, in a sentence today. Yeah, <laughs> bussy's bussy's the new bussy's the new the new word for the kids these days. Well, remember that yeah. you know that bussy shirt that Nan wanted yeah. that yeah. said bussy is this, my kids like to find these subversive like really uh, uh wild shirts and it said this bussy is for Christ. Yeah, <laughs> only or it was like yeah this bussy's for Christ only and I'm like okay honey what's a bussy? Yeah. She's like oh. a butt pussy and I'm like thanks honey okay I'm done now. My my uh, my other daughter Isis, she would send me these memes, and it was like everything was was like everything was was respelled, so it was a Pepsi can, but it said Beepus on it, <laughs> and I'm like, and she's cracking up about it, and I'm looking at this like I'm old. The kids do this to us a lot, and I'm like, I actually today ran across that very meme, and I thought the same thing. I don't get this. I'm not gonna- <laughs> I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't understand it all. They're, just, oh. they're replacing a P with a B. How is that a thing? Yeah. 
I started going out with kids today and get off my lawn. And, <laughs> well, well, they send me these Old man screams and, at cloud. And then they want to watch me watch the TikToks. And I'm like, at what point? And I'm thinking internally, like, I know I'm supposed to laugh at some point. Right. And I don't know <laughs> what the point can I just, I'm supposed yeah. to laugh at is. And that's how I know I'm fucking old. I'm like, yeah, no, I that's know okay, it's though. That's funny, part, but I don't know where it is funny. That's yeah. part of the experience. And that's something I've always tried to teach Zoe is that no matter how cool you think you are right now, in it, 20 years, you're going to look back and go, oh, my fucking God. Right. Yeah. Yep. I tell the kids all the time. And that's okay. But that's okay, though. That's part of that's the experience. Well, and the thing yeah. is, is my whole thing is like, I'm the, the cool mom and I'm the one that's hip and I'm, you know, I can hang in and, and talk to their friends and whatever. I'm the cool mom. And then I'm just like, I don't get this. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Why do you text me like this? Why do you only text me in TikToks that I don't know if they're funny or not? What is that? Yeah. You have me on this shirt, though, only if it's got Buddy Christ on it. The Buddy yeah. Christ. <laughs> Doesn't it pop? Buddy Christ. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, before we go, I, there was a scene early on in the film I wanted to bring up, but we, we blew past it. The, the very, very early on, they're cooking a meal. They're cooking lamb chops. Yes. I just wanted to yeah. point that out. And I, that's not for nothing. That's in there for a reason, obviously. They're yeah. cooking lamb chops. But that was something Dave and I talked about when we watched this. She shot the you that is the mother, and buried it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You need to eat. No, but what's she going to do? Feed the kid's mother to it? Sure. Eat up, honey. Just <laughs> um, feed other lambs to it. Why not the you? Yeah, but I mean, so, but let me ask you this, because you mentioned that. Do you think that if if they would have went that alternative route, if if they would have like kept the the meat and and cooked it, would that have not made her look like more of a villain? Yeah, I think would have, but I think it would have also elevated the horror in the movie. Like yeah, that would have. It kind of elevated her to this kind of heartless, soulless, you know, I want this child. I, I yearn for this child. Child, child is now mine. Fuck you. You're eating your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's something else yeah. that goes along with those. I wanted to mention is the fact that their dog's name is dog dog. Like, yeah. like they don't even bother to name the dog, anything creative. And, and they're eating the lamb chops. The animals are just there to serve. Not that they don't love the dog and the cat. They had a cat, too. Not that they right. don't love them, but they're only loved as far as they're useful. The dog is a herding dog. Well, you know, right. So yeah, a lot of people name their dog dog. Uh, yeah. And they think they're the fucking dumb people. But <laughs> I think that's, that's the point, too, that they didn't even name their dog. And then this half human, they name, the, 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 they name Ada after their dead daughter. That There's a point to that. Yeah. Yeah, they and the dog that are eating lambs. If the animals are there, sir, which is fine. I'm not complaining. I eat beef. You know, I love a good steak. I'm not, but the, the animals are there just to serve their needs up until the point that, you know, Ada's born. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, is what I learned is, you know, as a child, is my grandparents lived in this tiny little town, and just it was surrounded by farms. And one of those farms belonged to my aunt, and uncle, and my cousins. Total fucking rednecky. Um, you know, so it was, it, I mean, they, they, ha they raised pigs and, and now nobody loves pork more than fucking me, especially in <laughs> Indiana. Like we have great pork here. And so like, the thing is, is I'll eat fucking bacon. I will eat 
sausage. I will fucking fuck that shit up. But when they were raising the pigs, they gave the pigs names. I would go out and feed the pigs. The pigs were cute. They stank, but they were cute. And then <laughs> next thing I know, there's bacon. And I'm like, but that's Bob. I can't eat an animal that had a name that I knew personally. (laughs) And I know that that's so hypocritical. And I, cause I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I love my fucking meat. Cause I have, I have like low iron. So I just crave meat sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. but I, I I love pork, but I'm like, I'm not going to eat a pork that I know. <laughs> so I'm being hypocritical, but I just can't. Like it. But they don't waste. You know, they raise they raise them for 4-H to and and to compete in the, in the county fair. Yes. And Boy. then next thing you know, it's it's Boy. fucking Boy. breakfast. Boy. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. You know, like part, part of maturing with farm animals and FFA 4-H whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> is America. You kind of have to have that detachment once it comes time to slaughter. And I can't. And, because and I that is a, but that is a theme that is covered in another great horror movie. It, that theme is covered and it is still sheep at that point. But yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to detach. Yeah. And see, I'm yeah. unable to do that, but I think it's just, you know, they always call me, you know, you're spoiled by the city, but. It's like, yeah, you'll eat, you'll eat pigs all the time. But I'm like, but I didn't personally know that pig. Right. right. Yes, so it's it's okay. just like, I don't have that detachment. You know, like if we were starving and it's just one of these cats is going down in the cats. <laughs> I, I couldn't eat my cat. I would oh, starve I, I guarantee you, buddy is richly marbled. I would fucking. <laughs> Brenda would probably be it. some good fucking eating, but I couldn't do it. I would just go outside and pick up some grass and eat it. And that's it. Dude, I'm from the city. I was in my 30s before I realized the steaks in the grocery store came from a living animal. I thought they just made them in a factory and wrapped them in plastic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, that comes from a cow. Excellent. Yeah, that's an attachment <laughs> that I have. I'm like, well, I don't know that cow. And-, and then you watch that video on YouTube of the cow playing with a beach ball. And then you're like, oh, oh shit. no. Yeah. I didn't need so to it's see like that. these questionable flip flopping morals. And it's and called it's sort of like, it makes me that's feel like human- critical. <laughs> That's what human beings do. We compartmentalize things. That's, yeah. that's, we do. That's what, we do. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my therapist encourages me to compartmentalize things. No, you should. <laughs> you go insane. If everything attaches to everything, you'll go insane. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah me. That's why she's like, you need to compartmentalize candy. I'm like, can't about sometimes. me. Man. I can eat. absolutely do it yeah, about me. Disassociate. Then you have to. You have to. I I love meat, um, but. I don't want to know that the steak I'm eating came from a Highland cow because some little girl's pet. I'm so cute. Yeah. yeah it, you know what I mean? It's like, and I that's what we it. do. And does that make us terrible or does it make it? I mean, it, it makes it, us it hungry. A lot of moral questions. We're keeping emissions down and keeping the ozone hole closed. And keeping my arteries clogged. <laughs> yeah. My cholesterol high. <laughs> I know you're the doc, every time the doctor's like, you need to eat less red meat. I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck that. Move it on. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, I am going to read um, instead of my review first. I'm going to read Ash's review, written in typical Ash style. He is he's a still water that runs deep. You know, <laughs> if the girls who were, if bra's in there, you got to pronounce it bra, 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 uh, bra. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, he's he's uh he's uh definitely really deep and you know, having girls that were so much older and he was such a much later child. Um, so it's very simply written. But he gave this a 10 out of 10. He did not give a specific thing for it. Oh, he, he loved he, it. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Nice. And and his his bullet points are A24 movies are great. Fuck yeah. He Smart said it child. kept you guessing. And it was good at keeping things under wraps. That is the simple form. But he did give it 10 out of 10. That's from Ash, my baby boy. Who kill me if he knew that I said that. He's not a okay. baby mom. He's mom. my baby. <laughs> well, well I mean, the girls are seven mom. and five years older than him, and he was a little miracle child. So just let me have this. And he's my only boy. So, so speaking of motherhood, anyway, so yeah. we'll go into my review. I give this 10 out of 10 A24s. Um, because uh, like with Ash, I agree that A24 is always a good safe fucking bet for an amazing film it was so it was odd it was unique and it was not off-putting at all like i like them was very entranced with ada like i i fell in love and i think that you know i could have seen myself doing that put in a little like you know, romper and boots and little jacket and sweaters and, you know, just just the sweetest thing. And and I love that it handled so minimally and so beautifully the themes of grief, of motherhood, of, of loss in general, um, of, of, you know, just it, it, it just it was so simple, but so layered and complicated at the same time it was just an all-encompassing film it's really something that i'm so glad that i finally got around to seeing thank you crystal for you know getting this on the schedule this you knocked it out of the park you you picked a fucking winner i couldn't do anything more or say anything more at this point it's just 10 out of 10 a24s so we got two 10 out of 10s so yeah i I've I gotta I gotta keep the train rolling. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. I love this fucking film. Um it was everything that I that I wanted out of a film. Um I never once thought it was slow. Um I think the fact that it is, you know, spoken in Icelandic and you know, subtitled and everything, it pulls you in that much deeper. Um I never once felt like I was forced to pay attention, but it the scenery and the complexity uh, made me want to pay attention. And, you know, I think everything about this film there, you know, I was intrigued. Uh, I wanted to know more. I still want to know more. Um, I, the Northman is another huge favorite of mine. And, yes. and the fact that you have the writers also from not that, dialogue heavy too much. Right, right. Um, the, but you have the writers from that. Um, yeah. I, just the the acting in this, you didn't have a whole lot of cast. Um, I think the the actors were phenomenal. Um, and you talk about Ada being, you know, so sweet and cute and innocent. And that scene where she puts the flower crown yeah. on her and she tucks oh, her little god. ears in there. Oh my god! The like, queen. Most, oh god! Most I thought adorable. I was gonna like expire. Like oh my god! Yeah, and and then that my my favorite scene that the scene with her curled up, 
you know, on, on Peter and they're both napping in the chair. Like it's just absolutely yeah. adorable. Um, so yeah, I definitely got to give this 10 out of 10 swinging ding dongs. <laughs> ding dong. The witch is dead. <laughs> okay. So th- this is, this, I struggle with this. Every movie we do, I go in with, in my mind with a score but I always bump it up one or two points after we talk about it, which I think I've ex- explained in the past, which is why I love being here is because it exposes me. It makes me think about a movie in different ways than my own rather limited brain can do. Um, and uh, this movie is another example. I think I was ready to give it an eight, but I'm going to have to give it a nine. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, it's actually even worth a 10, but I, I, it's not, you know, alien or, you know, uh, it's not the perfect film, but and I think it I think it it asks a little too much of some audience members. If I, I don't want to be rude, but there are people who are going to be like, oh, this was stupid. Like that could never happen. I don't know. I think it, it might ask a little too much uh, of the audience, but I'm, I'm down with it. Um, I just I just I when you see that little lamb child in the sweat, little blue sweater serving breakfast, which is what's on the screen right now, it's just. In Yiddish, there's an expression called shepping nachas, mm-hmm. which means to just get so much joy from something. Right. And that's what you like. Oh, yeah. you just want to pinch your little furry lamp. <laughs> I, I, this movie was what? Well, actually, it's not what I expected from the trailer, but it's what I wanted from a movie to make me think and to not spoon feed me every little detail. Let me figure it out. Uh, and uh, and also a bit of a shocking ending, which is great. The Northman, uh, I... I was different. The Northman's much more like violent and any scene where that dude had his shirt off. I'm like, dude, please put a fucking shirt on. Cause Sarsgaard should never, ever have to wear a shirt ever. Motherfucker should have to, should be a law. Put a him in the rock, put a shirt on motherfucker. The rock. Okay. But not bad over here. Nope. I think, I think this movie is amazing. I can't say enough about the scenery. I want to move to Iceland, except it gets really cold there. Yeah. Yes. We can visit. Honey, it's, we're it's, not so, it's so beautiful. This, I'd like this. to visit. And, and the, 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 the sense you get of them being isolated, that all the, all the long shots of their farm, there's nothing else around them. You yeah. get the impression that they're, you know, there's nothing for miles and miles around. It's, it lends the sense of isolation and almost desperation. It's a great movie. I think it, I think it lends repeated viewings. Uh, if you're willing to pay attention, but if you want, you know, like you said, Halloween kills, this ain't, you know, this ain't your cup of tea. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Nasty heathens. So you yeah. settled on a nine? Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was going to nine out of 10 lamb chops named Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could come up with. You're wrong. Yeah, I know. I, I well, I, I was going to give it an eight, but then you know, I feel under pressure, and and I, and I realize other things. But I, I can't, yeah, I can't give it two points just on pressure. So, I, but I always bump the film up one. I'm such a pussy. Every movie we do, I come in with a score, <laughs> and by the end of it, I bump it up a point because you know, I, I think, okay, that's some stuff I didn't think about. Yeah. So I'm, that I'm was so, me with Intruder when we did. I am Intruder. such a, like a potential cult member because I could just be so easily convinced that anything's true. You know, it's like, I don't think so. Yeah, and Dave I'll be your Jim Jones. Good, good points, you know? Oh, my God. And he plays <laughs> guitar. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so, for me, it's 10 out of 10 Bill Cosby sweaters. Um, <laughs> Let me know. Oh, no. Without the date rape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, 
I think this movie is so beautifully shot. The colors are fantastic. A24 did a fantastic job. Um, Valdemir Johansson, yeah, you're dreaming about a Ram Man. That's a little weird, honey. But um, you, no. turn, you turn it into something fantastic. And because he dreamed about it, he could have used a little, you know, based on a true story, because that's really all they need. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He took the high road. Um, it, for me, this it speaks volumes for someone who's never biologically birthed a child but wanted a child so badly you you take whatever the universe gives you um and i could relate so much to maria with the emotion the grief the you know just wanting to be a mother i could relate to that so much you're willing to take anything you're willing to overlook any flaws, anything, um, the universe has provided you this. So that is what you take. Um, and the fact that Ingvar just went with it. Um, it, he was a little kind of off at the beginning, but like he said, Candy, he saw that made her happy. And so he was willing to go with it. And I think it brought their relationship to a higher level um, and it and it made them both happy. The ending, you know, that's kind of a wild ending. But the other question that I have is, how the fuck are y'all for the Land Rover? Um, I, I need to, I need to know. Also, y'all putting premium gas in that bad boy. So, like, how much are these lambs selling for? Um, and you probably could have marketed real, real quick. Uh, you can bing bang one of these lambs and give us a child. I, you know. Bing, bing, bang. Bing, bang. It just just is what it is. And I think David made such a great point about where do you draw the line? Because the dog is dog. I don't think we ever learned the cat's name, but it was probably cat. Cat. Um, Probably cat. Or shithead. Like in breakfast at Tiffany's, cat. Every fucking cat. Cat. But then you have Ada. So... You know, how do you humanize an animal? I mean, it's part human anyway, but how do you humanize an animal? But obviously the other ones you just see as workhorses. And the cat was probably a barn cat, to be honest. It was yeah. probably kept around. Mice it. and rats. Yeah, but the, and the dog had a purpose. The dog was a sheepdog. So he's there for a reason. Herding. Right. He's yeah. there to herd to protect, in which um I think he protected Otta, but um bless it i was out i checked out at the dog scene Just yeah yeah the fuck out um but I, this movie just was so great when we finished watching it the first time i was like dave the podcast has to see this and i and i'm so mad because <laughs> because we actually watched pig before this so we did like an animal double feature. <laughs> wow. Okay. Pig is a fantastic movie, by the way. But we so watched Pig. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. Pig is fantastic. We, so we own it. And then we watched this. And I was like, Dave, I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, this is 10 out of 10. Bill Cosby sweaters without the date break. Yeah. You know, Crystal, I just want to say, like, 
I was like actually kind of moved to tears with your review. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was I like, those moments very often, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think probably, you know, because it was this, this movie, honestly, kind of reminded me of my first marriage before it went south. Like I desperately wanted a child and my ex-husband kept saying he was on board, but then was not. So it was something that this movie, I think for me, just kind of brought full circle for me. Like what if now, yes, I fostered. So that gave me purpose, but you know, what if, there was a child of my own or or something of that nature yeah and that kind of just like touches on i think these dreams that i've been having you know i i had difficult pregnancies and um i had endometriosis like severely like stage four really bad it was just eating me up i have scar tissue like i lost some organs and um i lost all of uh like i had a complete hysterectomy no uterus, no ovaries, anything. I woke up and they told me they were going to keep my ovaries because I was only 27 when I had my son. And um, when I first came out of surgery, they were like, yeah, we couldn't keep your ovaries. You had cysts all over them. They were going to burst. And I felt such a sense of loss. Like, yes. what, what, it, what if I wanted another baby? Because right. I love being a mother. And like, if you would ask 19-year-old me, if that's something that I wanted, I would have told you, fuck no. But like once it happened, it was just like, so as difficult as my pregnancies were, it was just like so magic. It was so magical. And, and it was just sort of like, I felt such a sense of loss and huh? to be thrown into, you know, like menopause at 27, it just really hurt. And I think that these dreams and, having you know starting to deal with emptiness it's like i'm excited but i'm also like sad because you're mourning who am i going to take care of who's going to meet me who's going to be like yeah yeah i hope so <laughs> and i that's why i have all these cats because i need to be needed i need to to mother and to nurture and you know it, it's it's uh i i it's something so specific to women, I think yeah. in that vein, not that men don't experience it, but not on that level. Right. No. Society puts such a pressure on us to reproduce, be a mother, and not only be a mother, be a good mother and just reproduce. That is what society puts as our job. If we talk about the Barbie movie, Beach, Beach is my job first. <laughs> childbirth is my job yeah and i mean and and depending on you know religious beliefs and religious sex um you know different parts of them they always come back to that is the woman's purpose but you know we're getting a lot of pushback with women who are like i don't want to have children and i didn't necessarily want to either until i did you know, right. and, and then it's like now I'm experiencing that, like, I'm still going to be their mom. But we, you know, I have an adult relationship with the girls and, you know, my son, you know, with boys, it's, they don't want you to mother them once they turn right. about 15 or yeah. something. But I, I know that when he has a problem, when he when he has good news or something, bro, or a cool thing happens to him at school, he goes to his dad. He's got a problem. He comes to mom. 
mm-hmm. he becomes the mommy, you know? Because we're the fixers. We're the fixers. But sometimes I'm like, don't you want to tell me about the cool thing that happened to you? Or I'm just here to like comfort you and take care of you. You know, right. I don't know. But it, it's, it's just something I guess it's been on my mind. So this movie just coming along when it did, when I'm having these dreams, I'm like, it, it, it's making me realize, you know, something, I guess what's behind these dreams and, and what's going on, you know? So it was, yeah. just, it was just a beautiful pick and so close to a perfect um, I still think it's perfect and I'm not holding it against you, Dave, or anything like that. I, I don't want you to feel like that, but I'll hold it against him. <laughs> <Too bad. laughs> he's in the, he's in the dog house now. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Never. His name is now Dog. Um, <laughs> the dog. Costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh. Save that for so, the OnlyFans. <laughs> so at this uh, juncture, uh, it is time for plugs. Um, Paul Bear Press. We uh, we are really cool with Paul Bear Press, and you can get ten percent off of um, apparel. Um, you know anything like hats or shirts. They have really awesome jogger shorts. They have really awesome just regular shorts. Um, really awesome sweatpants. I own a couple pair. Uh, their shirts are super gory and just completely. Like you can't wear them to Walmart kind of shit because you don't want to scare the children. <laughs> now, I do try to be respectful of that, but I'm also such a rebel that I'll wear them around the neighborhood. And they're like, we can't talk to those neighbors because um, she's got uh-huh. a, a picture. <laughs> she's got a, a house by a cemetery shirt with a knife through the head that comes out of her mouth. But whatever. <laughs> so yeah. that that code for 10 percent off is house scream 10. And please use it. Um also, Final Girl Cosmetics. We've got uh, Erica's not here tonight. Um, Erica and I um, have some pretty cool things that I finally perfected the recipe to, and I'm very excited about. You can check us out on finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. And um, just stay tuned. We've got a new palette coming out and new bath and body products that I am extremely proud of. I literally cook and have like a, 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 a like almost like a science lab in my kitchen where I, I come up with these things and they're really fucking cool <laughs> um so what am i missing uh, uh missing uh we definitely miss erica tonight miss you erica um nico miss you and your kitties and and hope everything's good with that um, we miss uh, Nico, who has been really busy with the, the movie that's it's taking off um sticks and stones um, Very exciting. Sticks and Stones uh, uh, movie um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on, um, you know, all uh, on threads, on anything like that. Um, I am a co-producer on the film. We are we have a lot of amazing things, a lot of great uh, uh, the movies, mostly cast. So that's uh, El Jefe del Horror, the boss, Nico Dice. Um Am I missing anything? If I am, I'm sorry. Um, is that BB? That is your son. Well, right I can't tell because he looks kind of dark, but I'm like, that looks like I see some ginger. So I think it's BB. BB's got to be the star of the show. So what do you got for us, Sean of the Dead? Well, I apologize. I had to mute because um, I'm getting attacked by cats and <laughs> Brenda's <laughs> sitting on my lap and furiously licking and it's so loud. Um, oh, he is like really loud when he licks. He, he's like a little cow. It looks like she's not going anywhere either. You're stuck he, there for the night. 
Oh, yeah. And he drools and snores and has crazy dreams and starts freaking out. Yeah. He's a bit of. My my crotch is very sweaty right now. Fantastic. Just thought I'd share that with the rest of you. Thank you. Um, I'm Sean of the Dead. I don't have anything for you. Wherever you find Candy and Dave and Crystal, you can find me. Fuck yeah. We're all stuck together. <laughs> We're um, like a four-headed t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dave, Crystal, you got anything? Only to say that uh, the wonderful Ian on uh, Podcast of the Damned just released our episode that we recorded on The Car. Which, if you haven't seen it, go see it now just for James James Brolin's mustache. And go listen to that episode for me to talk about the real housewives of Beverly Hills. I feel, I, feel, I was a little nervous when we picked that, but I feel vindicated because everyone is seems to be very excited about that film. Seems like one that a lot of people haven't seen, and when they see it, they go, "Oh yeah, the great '70s, you know, horror movie, just awesome yeah. stuff." That, that was a lot movie of fun that doesn't get talked about enough because I think it was overshadowed by Christine. And, yes. and it's certainly no. not a perfect film, but it, it's it's got it's, it's got its charms. And it's it, a fun and film. Ian is a great host. He's always so fantastic. Like I like I always like try to do a little research, get some notes together, and Ian is like got notes ten times deeper than what I've done. <laughs> so you yeah. The yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yes. And for for me, very soon you will also find me on Scare My Best Friend to Death. Yes, I'm very excited about that. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a really fun show. Um, Crystal and I have talked a little bit about that. What's Um, the first movie you want to tell? First movie that we're covering is The Black Phone. That's a good one, too. So, I never let anybody know. I've said this (laughs) a million times, and um, I know I've reminded Erica uh, many times don't ever, I mean, like, I love that we're all part of the same horror family. We are family and we're all really good friends and any other projects that you guys have going on, like you absolutely please talk about them. Like I I support everything that you guys do. And I'm so proud of you. I'm just, I'm just really happy. So don't ever feel like you can't talk about it. Um, There's nothing taboo here and anything that anybody does here is going to be supported by everybody else. So absolutely. You know, and um, you know, um, with with the with what Ian's doing, like um, like you guys' episode with the car is uh, bucket list horror, like movies that yeah. feel like people should see, you know, on their bucket list. So Hi. um, you know, check out um all the people in Effie Podcast Network, uh, which is our podcast network, um, Podcast of the Dam, um, Podcast in the Woods. Um, flicks and guitar picks, picks. And guitar awesome. picks. Um, you know just all the people that we all are have these incestual we're always con- constantly on each other's shows and it's <laughs> totally unacceptable <laughs> wait, we're wait, all did family I and we're always like doing me, each other's shows me. you know what i'm saying okay. like i don't mean it and i did I, that was the wrong word to use <laughs> no continue or, Keep going. The perfect tell me word. more no um but also, yeah, this is the House of Screams, and uh, I've heard so- this part. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. Um, you have found us. If you would like to find us again, um, you can um, reach out to me. Um, I do run all of our socials on um, uh, X, it's called now. We are at House underscore Screams. 
Um, did you hear the derision in my voice? Because it's there. Um, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, we are uh, Candy the Final Girl, just because I, I, I do all the socials, but it's all about the show. And sometimes a really cool T-shirt like the one I'm wearing. Um, this <laughs> cool Fright Rags, uh, Pamela Springsteen, Angela. Which you can only camp. see if you subscribe and to the Patreon. Please do that. Oh, and at Patreon, we are House That Screams. Patreon.com slash House That Screams. Um, also, uh, yeah, we're on threads. It's hooked up to our Instagram. And we have Linktree. It's Linktree slash Candy the Final Girl. Not me trying to be egotistical. It's just me running the socials. So anyway, <laughs> thank you guys all for being here tonight. Thank you so much, Crystal, for recommending this film. Yes. Um, I saw it finally. And uh, I love you guys. Love we, you guys. We love you too. Love you I guys. I love our little couples edition. And you guys have yeah. a good night. We're gonna we're gonna go cook some lamb chops. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Bye night. Night. night.